Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to Speed City with John Massengill, Les Kaiser, and Jonathan Green. It's the fastest hour on the radio. Speed City. Good evening, gearheads. Welcome to your Sunday night with Speed City. We are going to wrap up the week in motorsports. This is John Massengill, and I'm in the studio in Austin with Les Kaiser. How are you, Mr. Kaiser? Doing good, doing good. Wasn't and, quite as hot today. Yeah, it's cooled down. It's only 102 now. That's yeah, yeah, 7 o'clock yeah, at night. Yeah, uh, we got Jonathan Green, who's joining us. He's on uh, on assignment, as we'll call it. He's on assignment? Uh, down at the coast. Uh, yeah, I'm at the top Sand. of turn one. I'm at the top of turn one seeing... Just to see where, where the wind's blowing. That's what yeah, it looks yeah. like on YouTube. That is yeah. a really nice background. It's working wonderfully, Mr. Green. Mm. Uh, yeah, let's talk about what we're going to talk about tonight. IndyCar was fantastic today in Toronto. First time they'd been there since pre-pandemic. That was yeah. great. We get to talk about Scott Packed Dixon. Crowd. Yeah, big crowd. And we're going to hear from Colton Herta, speaking of IndyCar, who was second today. Because... He did his test in a McLaren car. And we're what? Talk, yeah. <laughs> what? We're going to talk all about that. And we've got some audio from Colton Herta, several minutes of that. He talks about his impressions of the car mm. and everything. So we're going to talk about that. And we're going to talk Americans in Formula One because we're going to talk Andretti F1 again. There's wait, been wait. Is there some, a connection between those two? Uh, I don't know yet, but mm. we'll see. Okay. But we're going to talk all about that that story because it's been quiet lately, which is not a great sign. But there's been some chatter from Michael himself and from Gunther and for some other people. And so there's definitely some stuff to talk about there. We're going to talk about the Alex Pillow insanity. It, every, about every 12 hours, something new happens with Alex Pillow. This Pillot is like and, daytime soap opera. Yeah, it is. It is. And... uh we're going to talk about some things that happened out at Circuit of the Americas this weekend. So we got and we get some Formula so, One stories that we're going to go over, and besides Andretti and Colton, so uh, all about that stuff. But I want to start with IndyCar because it was a great race today, wasn't it? It really was. You know that course in Toronto is a uh, goes right by the CN Tower. It's a really cool area. Uh, you know, even though it's generally no elevation there next to the Great Lakes, but uh, great course layout for a street course. You ever been up there, Jonathan? I have not been to that course, no. I've done done F1 Montreal, but I've not done um, Toronto. No. I didn't think you had, yeah. I mean, it's it was, uh, like I said, big crowd, but the big story, of course, was Scott Dixon winning his... 42nd, is that right? Or 52nd, excuse me, 52nd yeah, race, tying Mario Andretti for second all time. That is that is such exactly that is such a great and story. And what was so cool was Mario Andretti was one of the first ones congratulating him publicly. Yeah. Can you guess who's number one on most IndyCar wins? AJ Foyt. Good man with 67 wins. I want to read this Mario text. Andretti tweet, though. Let me go back to it because that was really nice of Mario to, to do that. He says, uh, utmost respect for my friend Scott Dixon and truly happy to congratulate him on 52 wins. Also to congratulate his team because nobody does it alone. I hope this is just a step on your continuing journey. Well done. 
That is yeah, yeah. It, it's it's an incredible story in modern times uh, to get so many victories. I mean, you know, Mario's time and, and AJ's time were a while back now, but um, you know, he could potentially if he keeps going. Um, it depends how long Scott wants to continue, but he could he could actually get the record. Yeah, it's a long shot, but yeah. Well, it's fifteen wins more, but you know, it's he's certainly capable now relative to what some of our other topics. Who was number four? Number four. I looked at this list yesterday. I can't remember. Ooh. Michael Andretti. Oh, that's right. With 42. That's right. Ah, that's see right. how the Andretti name just weaves all over the place? <laughs> yeah, I did see that yesterday. You're right. Uh, yeah, that's, but yeah, Jonathan, to your point. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's possible, certainly. And I, I just think it's, I mean, at this point, it's unlikely. And, you know, when Mario did it, there were what more races in a season i mean it's not a, it's not apples to apples exactly either right yeah i mean I, I i'd be biased and say that i think what scott's achieved is not greater but um has been harder because the competition i think has been grueling uh when you look at will power and you look at the guys he's been up against at elio uh, you know, uh, Frank Kitty, all these guys, you know, it, it, it's no mean feat. And he's it, he's done it successively for Chip Ganassi. That's the other thing. It's not like he's swapped teams to go with a better car each year. Right. Yeah, good point. But Scott Dixon held off Colton Herta for basically the entire race. Herta, Herta was on the pole, as usual, just lightning fast in qualifying. and But he held off Herta... Uh, for the entire race. And Felix Rosenquist, though, made it a race at the end. He had, I think he had about 50% more push to pass than Colton Herta. So he was able to close the gap and made it interesting. I think he got within uh, about two and a half seconds. But um, but that was that was pretty cool because I think it was the first time ever for Rosenquist on the podium. And But there was tons of great racing. Did you see the... They come together uh, with uh, Alexander Rossi. Yeah, into the wall. Yes, but it was basically shoved into the wall by by Rosenquist. Although there was no action taken, I think officially. Yeah, I mean, in in the way that turn was, and uh, with Rosenquist coming up the inside, I forget who Rossi actually did that to a couple of races ago, and was on the uh, the dishing out side of that game. This time he was pitched to the wall and honestly think, you know, well, it was racing. Something was going to give. Is the guy on the inside going to give? Is the guy on the outside going to live, give, you know, whatever. Uh, I think it was a clean pass today or, or you know, a racing situation. I don't mm -hmm. think I would have called it uh, an attack. I, I, I wouldn't call it an attack. I was, when I saw it, I was like, ooh, that was Rosenquist. Uh, you know, I just, I thought it was Rosenquist, but we got some people watching on YouTube. Um, give us, tell us what you think. Who do you think that, whose fault that was? Or was it a racing incident? No action taken. I do like a comment from Mike M on YouTube. He says, and I want to get your impression on this, Jonathan. He says, Dixon might be the most underrated champion ever. Um, he's certainly the most humble. He's a typical Kiwi. Um, they're very proud of him down under, uh, as you can imagine, um, but he is very understated um, and to what he's achieved and how he's done it, um, it belies modern motorsport. I mean, uh, you know, it, 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 Indy's so different than Formula One. You know, if you compare him to Lewis Hamilton, you know, Hamilton's had that success by going with the right team at the right time. And like I said, Dixon's, Dixon's done it with one team. And while Chip always produces a great car, um, you know, Scott's, Scott's just been so consistent. Um, and Indy's, you know, you, so many more race winners from Indy than you do in F1. Um, so pretty, pretty darned impressive. But I, I would go with that. I would say he's probably the most understated and underrated champion of motor race. Yeah, very understated. I mean, I, I, I know exactly what you're saying, Mike, because you're saying that he's most underrated. I think because he's not an in-your-face, like you're saying, Jonathan, he's just, he's not a, uh, trying to think of a good comparison, but he's just, he's understated, he's not in your face, you know, and, and I think that, that makes him kind of fly under the radar a little bit, but clearly, I mean, he's going to be, I think he's 41 now, compare that to the guy right behind him, basically almost exactly 20 years apart between he and Colton Herta, 
Yeah. Hey, and you know, if you're really not up with who Scott Dixon is, check out uh, the Netflix show called yeah. uh, Born Racer. It's a great introduction to him Good. and a, a great background to him. It's uh, I've watched it a couple of times now because it's uh, generally is he is a nice guy, and what you see in the show is reflective of what we've got had the opportunity to experience as well. Yeah, and I've been very privileged because of my links with New Zealand to spend some time. I did an awards uh, for sort of the legends of motorsport. And of course, Scott was invited to that and he was there. And he's just, he is what he, he is. He, it, it, he is what it says on the box, so to speak. It, you know, he is exactly the personification of what you see on TV and you see him in interviews. That's him. Um, he really is. He, he's a joy to be with. Um, they say, don't meet your heroes, but um, he, he's one that I, I put right up there with being both a hero of mine, but also just a great gentleman and sportsman. Yeah. Uh, let's just quick, take a quick look at today's results. Dixon won, of course, followed by Hurd on Rosenquist. As we spoke about Graham Rahal, I want to talk about something he said or after qualifying was in fourth. Uh, championship leader Marcus Erickson in fifth. I think How he's, about that? Yeah. Championship yep, leader. It's good to say, isn't it? After the 500, he's been the leader. And then Alex Palou, who we have lots to talk about, finished Woo-hoo. sixth. Yeah. I think it's the sixth time he's finished sixth or higher this year. Simon Pagino, Christian Lingard, rookie. And then Scott McLaughlin. It's been fun to watch him this year. Newgarden, uh, quiet 10th, Paddle Award. Um, and David, uh, in 11th, David Malukas and uh, Rojan. I was, I was just scanning down the list. My boy Connor Daly finished down in 20th. Not a great day for him. Um, Kyle Kirkwood, who we've had on the show so many times, had a rough had a rough weekend, actually. He had he clogged up qualifying, and that's what I was referring to. Graham Rahal. <laughs> Graham Rahal was not happy with with Kyle Kirkwood. In fact, he didn't say it directly, but he was talking about Kirkwood, and then he shifted and he said, Yeah, qualifying being amateur hour. He really, right. he yeah. really was. I did see that. He, yeah, he was giving Kirkwood a hard time, and of course, Kirkwood and Jimmy Johnson came in, came together, and actually, I think Kirkwood uh, got the blame for that. I think at the end. So, I, I'm, I have, I'm big time rooting for Kirkwood. I mean, this is the most he's ever struggled in his entire career. He's, he's, he's gone from series to series to series and just won everything, and he's. Got to the big leagues and going, it's, it's a little harder, a little more complex to do that. Yeah. Uh, the guy at the end, number the 25th spot, Takuma Sato, uh, wound up clipping the wall, breaking his front left suspension. And there were some great views of it. Uh, he was uninjured. In fact, he finished the lap on three wheels. But there were some great views of how well that tethering system works to keep that wheel attached to the car. That is actually almost sitting up on the bodywork and the A-arm still attached in that area. It's not like we've mm-hmm. seen in the past where that came loose and hit somebody or even its own driver. It was really interesting to see that and the fact that he was able to complete the lap. I was getting all geeky on trying to look at how that was attached as it continued. <laughs> all right. Well, coming up, we are going to talk about Alex Pelot and the craziness is around him. We're also, a little bit later in the show, we're going to hear from Colton Herter. We got some audio from him on his Formula One test. You're listening to Speed City, back after a quick break. As a rider, you know what you like. The power, the feel, the ride. When it comes to gear, you know what keeps you safe. Ducati Austin provides riders with the finest in day and easy leathers. The best the market offers. Visit Ducati Austin on Breaker Lane just east of I-35 and throw your leg over the most iconic sports bike ever built. Ducati. Even take it for a test ride or see what's been described as art on wheels from MV Augusta. You know what you like. See it at Ducati Austin. Online at DucatiAustin.com. 
Winding Road Racing is your first and best choice for all the essentials for a great weekend at the track. We're racers, and we love helping racers. With a full selection of racing gear in stock, get geared up with all the safety equipment needed to meet all the latest Snell FIA and SFI regulations. Outfit your car with a comprehensive lineup of racing necessities, and when you need to find a few more tents, turn to data acquisition systems from AIM Sports, V-Box, and others. Austin-based with shops in California, Georgia, and Kentucky, the source for all your racing needs. Winding Road Racing, windingroadracing.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome back to the fastest hour in radio, Speed City. All right, welcome back to the show. Um, before we get into everything, I, have, I was thinking about on the way to the show this afternoon, I saw another car with a giant tool rack. pod. Yeah. Rack with a pod. Yeah. Just a giant. And it was a, um, what was it? It was a small Subaru, right? Yeah. And I'm like, that pod is as big as that Subaru. And I'm thinking, do they have any idea how much that's affecting their gas mileage? I'll tell you on uh, on mine with my big one. Yeah. And it's even the totally arrow shaped one. Uh, there's about a two and a half mile per gallon difference in sticking that up on mine. That's, I, I actually decided to research it. And I looked up, a Consumer Reports said on... The big ones like that, yeah. it could be between 18 and 25%. And I'm thinking with $5 a gallon gas, how many of these people are riding around oh, with these uh, empty, <laughs> empty Thule yeah. pods? Or pick, mine has not brand. been on in, uh, mine has not been on in about a year. I think I took it off at the end of last summer after not using it for about uh, a month and go, okay, I'm done with this for a little you, bit. Do you feel like me that some people, it's almost kind of like a hip, cool thing to have on your car in that in some people's world, you know what it reminds me of. Flipping up your collar on your on your eyes yeah, on in your, the eighties. Your collar, yeah. putting your Oakley sticker on the back of your pickup truck, <laughs> wearing a you know a Yeti T-shirt stickers on things that are not Jonathan related. Jonathan looks completely bored. Jonathan, we're talking football. We're football. talking CFD. We're talking aerodynamics. Yeah, you guys need to get out more. Definitely. <laughs> All right, we're going to switch over to some actual motorsport discussion, and we're going to talk about Alex Palou. As the, current, the turns. Last year's IndyCar champion, right? So this is not a random race car driver. This is one of the biggest names in motorsports right now. Top American motorsport uh, yep. IndyCar. And uh, he's in the middle of actually several, more than just one controversy, because there's Another smaller one kind of bubbling, and it's about his YouTube account. We'll get to that, too. But the big one is that um, Chip Ganassi tweeted out, Welcome to next year. We've signed Alex Pillow to a new contract. And then Alex tweets back and says, I did not sign. Uh, I'm, and, and I did not say what they said I said. There was a quote in the Ganassi yeah. tweet saying, how excited I am to be uh, back to stay with Chip Ganassi Racing. And then <laughs> McLaren tweets that they're welcoming Alex Pillow to their team. 
And I'm like, all this happened within hours of each other, so actually minutes of each other. And it became a giant cluster. Jonathan, I, I want to ask. Who's on first? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what you think of all this first, Jonathan, then we'll yeah, dive well, in. I mean, the, the, there's three, in my opinion, there's three massively hot properties outside of Dixon in IndyCar at the moment. And that's Colton Herter, Pato Award, and Alex Pillow. And I say that because all of them are linked with Formula One as well as Indy. All of them have something to do with either Andretti or McLaren, and sometimes both. Um, and Alex sort of bounced onto the scene, having won um, the Formula Super Formula Championship in um, Japan, and then came here. And there's no question he's a huge hot property, and he bounced onto the scene last year, won it, and I think kind of got everybody to sit up and go, "Who the heck's this kid?" And he's just getting hotter by the by the minute. Uh, and so the only thing that surprises me in all of this is not that uh, people are fighting for his signature, is that Chip Ganassi dropped the ball, which is unlike Chip, uh, and either didn't have a contract that he thought he had or whatever, because he's been he's been embarrassed severely over this one. Uh, well, I we don't know yet. We don't know yet because we don't know what's in that contract because. When asked about it um, at the IndyCar race by the NBC guys today the, on Peacock, they said, they asked Chip directly, said, what's going on? And he said, Alex Pillow is under contract for my team next year, flat out. Wow. And if you had to ask me, I would say that's probably the case. And, I, you know, I don't know exactly what's going on. We None of us do for sure. But I think he's under contract. And Jonathan, I I think there's a possibility that he could let's say he won the championship again, you could have a two time champion sitting out next year, right. because Ganassi could could put him on the sidelines next year and say you're not going to be racing, but you're not going anywhere else either. Yeah. Or McLaren could claim him as their own, put him in a Formula One car, and 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 throw Ricardo out with the bathwater. Well, yeah, exactly. I'm gonna lean towards Ganassi being the the uh, the more clear stated one with his he's under contract for next year. He might be chief bench warmer and water boy, but you know. I mean, if I had to bet, I, that's what I'm betting right now because of what's been said. So, and who uh, knows what McLaren would have taken to even have those discussions? I mean, did Alex Pelot just start talking to him and saying, "I want in," and you know, whatever that conversation is, you know, I wonder. I wouldn't expect McLaren to go back to Ganassi and go, "Hey, can we talk to your guy?" You know, it's he's they're going by what the driver says. I would imagine. Yeah, it's certainly an interesting one because the other side of this, of course, is that meanwhile McLaren are doing what they're doing on both sides of the pond, as it were, with F1 and uh, Indy. But of course, uh, Zach Brown is giving Pato Award and Colton Herta uh, seat time in F1 in a, a one-year-old car. So the plot thickens. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, the other story that um, I think it was David Land, I think, I don't know if y'all follow him on YouTube or Twitter. Occasionally, yeah. He's a big IndyCar guy. And um, he was, he brought to my attention about this YouTube channel that Alex Pelot's people or someone associated with Alex Pelot bought a YouTube channel that you can do this. You bought a YouTube channel. An existing had, one. An existing channel, and it had 150,000 subscribers, which is pretty significant. Not huge, but pretty significant. Almost as big as ours at, at yeah. 1,100. Uh, but anyway, he uh, he bought, <laughs> he, he, they bought the channel. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and they scrubbed all of the content and put up some Alex Polo videos, a handful, just a handful. They never changed the name, by the way, the URL on YouTube. So it was clear what they did. It was really... Very amateurish, very, very amateurish and not, not the way you, I don't, I don't think there's really any good way to do that. Not at the level that, I mean, we're talking about any car champion here. If you're, if you're just Joe Schmo wanting to do it and you can buy a channel, great, good for you. But it's, there's so many things wrong with that from a, from a technical standpoint, but it was really a mess. And, and then it got deleted, by the way, all the content and they kind of scrubbed it. And all that happened, I think, yesterday. Isn't so. that misrepresentation to say you've got 150? I, I guess the site has 150,000. Yeah, but. you're right, Jonathan. I mean, it's it's not 
illegal, but it is weird, isn't it? It's very strange that you can do that and just buy a channel. And then, I mean, it would be weird if you had subscribed to it, but the, the, the real thing is they said the channel was built by bots. So it was just kind of weird content and somehow maybe they poured money into it or whatever. But anyway, it was okay. just this weird well, story. You know, remember when we used to get car magazines in that thing out by the curb? <laughs> yeah. Snail mail. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So let's say somebody bought Peter, you know, Peterson Publishing, sold off Hot Rod Magazine. Well, you happen to be a Hot Rod Magazine subscriber. All good for you, which you know I think all of us were at some point. And all of a sudden, you got content. It was and all of a sudden the content was different inside the cover. <laughs> that's that's pretty much it. You know who's who's it fault really is was that? Hot Rodney. Yeah, hey. Hot Rod. <laughs> I don't know that one, and I don't know what you subscribe to, Jonathan. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Thank you, producer. That, that. I I don't want to know what he subscribes to, but you know, is that not kind of the same thing? You bought the the distribution of that channel is what they did. You know, hopefully it's relative content to anybody that subscribed to it. Well, but, uh, I, I don't think there's anything wrong. I don't think there's anything legal. Is it kind of, you know, would I probably then click the unsubscribe? I well, might. it's one of those things. Remember, this was built by bots. Who knows? Random people following it. Hell, half the followers were probably bots. bots. Yeah. Uh, so it, it, anyway, it was just weird and it was unprofessional and, uh, uncharacteristic of of a you know driver at that level. It just didn't make sense to me that they were doing all this. So if you want to know the real story of all that, go check out David Land's YouTube channel or follow his Twitter. He'll he'll get you up to speed and and all that because it was really kind of crazy and hard to follow. But um, but yeah. Anyway, uh, this is going to be very fascinating to watch what happens with Alex Pillow and where if he ends up even driving next year if he ends up at. You know, and what series? You never know. I mean, so very fascinating story. So uh, we will follow that and see what happens. And I'm sure everybody wants to know about that. But um, uh, I'm just thinking any other IndyCar stuff before we get away from that. Hey, um, y'all saw that Carvana is big sponsor in IndyCar, right? Yeah. Um, didn't they run into trouble? Didn't they? Their stock crashed or something i was just thinking about that today because i saw is it because one of the cars got stuck sideways <laughs> coming down out of their car vending <laughs> machine somebody machine. had to rock the machine is that it <laughs> come on that was funny <laughs> anyway that was the coin um, return yeah. I, I don't know the whole story with that but uh but you know what let's go ahead let's go ahead and take our bottom of the hour break because when we come back we are going to have some content from colton herda after his formula one test in the 2021 McLaren car. I'm excited to talk about this. You're listening to Speed City on Sunday night. Back after this. Hey, guys. We are very excited to welcome our new sponsor, All Stop Brewery, to Speed City. These guys make a fantastic beer. And I'm going to let Jonathan talk about it, but I'm going to tell you about it. When I tasted it, I am... Not a big beer aficionado. I like a nice cold beer, but I'm always worried about a craft beer or a new beer that it's going to have a funky taste, especially aftertaste. This beer was fantastic. I have absolutely no uh, no qualms at all that this is my new favorite beer. But Jonathan, you know why? What makes it so special? The water and the recipe? Well, yeah. I mean, these guys have done their research and do it right. And they've even imported the right water to do it right. I mean, it, it, I tell you, this Allstad beer, fantastic. And I'm, uh, you know, most Europeans are snobs about their beer. Uh, and I, I'm, I'm definitely one of those. Because You're definitely a snob? Yes, okay. about my beer. Okay. Uh, <laughs> because there's no question, carbonation has always been my issue here in the States. It's overcarbonated. And our lagers, our pilsners and lagers in Europe, um, uh, especially German ones, are not that heavily carbonated. And that's a key thing. And that's the first thing that uh, hit me was just how well they've done the beer. Uh, it's based out of Fredericksburg. It's, uh, it's got a great tie-in because obviously Fredericksburg, a German town, and now they've got a Texas German beer, and it's cracking. Yeah, and the uh, the facility out there, it's amazing. They've, they've really done it right. It's really fantastic. So so check it out. You can get it at all the local HEBs and everything else, right? Yep. Uh, it's around all around Texas. You can get it. Uh, they sell it in... Uh, uh, on on the shelf there as a Texas beer, but uh, I'll tell you what, 
you're in, right back in Germany when you drink it. And it's Altstadt Beer, A-L-T-S-T-A-D-T, beer.com. Altstadt Beer, A-L-T-S-T-A-D-T, beer.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Kurt Busch, you're listening to Speed City Radio. Welcome back to the fastest hour in radio, Speed City. Kurt Busch welcoming us back. I think that was when he drove his NASCAR on Coda back in, I don't know, 2014 or whatever. But Yeah, right. yeah. but he traded with uh, what, uh, James Courtney James for Courtney. an Aussie V8. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, we are going to talk about Colton Herta testing in a Formula One car in Portimao because... That was very cool that he got to do this. And uh, Jonathan, I mean, just overall impressions before we play this clip uh, about about the fact that this is happening for Colton. I mean, yeah, I mean, with yeah, go ahead. It, 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 you know, like I said, if Colton Hurt is the other hot property in Indy, the, the talk, though, is more about him. Uh, wanting to go to F1 and getting opportunity to go to F1 sort of through the back door because he's contracted to Andretti, who, of course, is trying to get a Formula One team himself. And the presumption would be that if Michael Andretti gets his team, Colton Herter would be his driver. But he's turned to his old mate, Zach Brown, who he's in business with in, in other series, and he's getting some seat time for Colton Herter to test last year's McLaren F1 car. But... That has two reasons for doing that. One, um, it sort of, you know, gives him an opportunity to be seen uh, and tested, but also it gives him some seat time, which he wouldn't be getting in Indy because it's really hard to get a super license. So it's an interesting story all the way around. Yep. Well, why don't we go ahead and play Colton's comments? And this was a, uh, a media pool that he did and uh, lots of lots of different questions addressed here. So let's hear from Colton Herta. Obviously, yeah, it, it is a gold mine. It has been for, for a while now. Um, there's been instances where I have been close. Um, but, you know, as far as, as what's going on with this, you know, it's, it's just to get seat time. Uh, the TPC program, it's, it's been amazing. All the engineers have been been great at getting up to speed, uh, which was the biggest thing is, is I wanted to see what these cars were all about. And luckily, McLaren was, was able to give me a chance. Yeah, I think the, the first thing was, letting off the pit lane speed limiter um, and all the torque is is pretty incredible uh even when you're in in such low rpm it it still pulls so it's that was the biggest thing for me the the straight line speed the acceleration and the braking um obviously the cornering speeds were higher than than what you would get in an indy car but it it didn't stick out to me as much as how impressive the acceleration and how easy it was with all this horsepower to put the throttle down. Um, so yeah, that was, the, that was the biggest thing. The feeling that you get from an Indy car is, is way different a lot because of the, the lack of power steering. Uh, and so the overall kickback and, 
and smoothness of the wheel doesn't really transcribe to what you'd get in a, in a Grand Prix car. So um, that was something to get used to, uh, slowing down the hands, and uh, and obviously the, the speed's a lot higher um, on the road courses. But overall, it was um, it was good to get a feeling and, and a taste of of what these things can do. I felt comfortable right away. Um, the biggest thing was was putting a corner or a lap together. Uh, you know, I, I I felt like I got to the limit, you know, about midway through the day, but that was just separate corners being put together. Whereas the end of the second day, I was pretty confident in putting the laps together, low fuel and high fuel, and everything in between. Um, but it took a while for sure. We were able to to go through a lot of different things, um, a lot of different balance changes mechanically, aerodynamically with the car. And then inside the car itself, got to play with all the all the tools, uh, if settings and all, all that sort of stuff. So it was, um, yeah, it was pretty cool to, to see the, the balance changes and, and what you can do with the car just inside the car, um, which is quite a bit more than what we we're able to do in the Indy car. Um, so yeah, it was awesome. If you have a problem in one corner, you can adjust it at the, the flick of a finger. It's hard to say where you rank up against these guys when you're when you're doing a testing program like this in your old car. Um, but as far as how comfortable I got, I did get really comfortable in the car. And, you know, I could feel the limit, maybe not the, the consistency um, that would come with a few more days, but um, I felt like I was close. My days with Carlin and, and being over here racing in Europe uh, definitely helped prepare me. I got to see a lot of the European tracks, which is a big thing. Um, and Obviously, the the way people discuss race cars is is different all around the world for sure. So having a little bit more of an insight, and uh, yeah, it helped me because I didn't know what kilos and meters were before I, I came over here in 2015. So I had a little bit of better understanding of of when they say break 10 meters later, how far that actually is. As far as like the TPC actual test days, you you can't get better than that because you get the full track to yourself. You get all this time inside the car that Obviously, in an FP1 in 60 minutes or so, you wouldn't get. Um, but yeah, it would be it would be cool to have a taste of the, the 2022 cars and, and see how they compare to this car. Um, so yeah, I'd be up for it. You know, what struck me about that more than anything was what he said about, what Colton Hurta said about the car, his impressions. He said that the torque, the, the you know, off-the-line torque is what struck him the most and it, clearly what he's feeling is the hybrid system. Right. Uh, but he but he said that he, that it struck him even more than the handling. And he said, he never said, though, you know, I think he was carefully crafting his words to yeah. not trash IndyCar. Yeah, not detract. But, but, yeah. but you know, and, and, and it's a different animal, right? Different series, different goals. But, but I did, that was fascinating what he said about how the car was so fast out of the hole and the straight line speed. I think that's one thing that a lot of folks, unless you're standing there near it, you know, you and I got to go in a ride along on a 2008 Jordan F1 car, total different car, but it amazed me at the G-force lateral, you know, left and right, everything G-force was extreme. I remember my head just being mashed into the back and it's astounding. And, and these are even more high tech than what you and I got to go on our ride along in. Yeah. Uh, anything in in Colton's comments that struck you, Jonathan? No, I mean it. it the reaction uh, from you know going from a heavier Super Formula or Indy car um, didn't you know it, it's quite normal. The braking um, obviously is a lot harder. The G force, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So yeah, and and that's why I hate it when people make comparisons like we did at uh, Cota. Yeah. Um, when Indy came here, because they're pointless. Um, you're talking about a V8, much heavier car in an Indy car versus a carbon fiber, you know, mainly chassis and a 1.6 liter engine. It, it just doesn't make any sense. So I don't like those comparisons, but it's always a, a big shock to the system to, to, to see how fast and how quickly um, Formula One cars can stop on a dime. But I'm interested to see that the sort of back doorway I think the last estimate is that um, Herta had something like 32 super license points. You need 40 for Formula One. Yep. And he does get points every time he drives an F1 car towards, you know, towards, I don't know exactly what you need, but if he were to do so, some Friday practices, that would also get him some points. 
So he's, you know, in a weird way, Zach Brown is helping both himself and and Michael Andretti get Colton Herder up to speed. And, and maybe there's a, uh, you know, there's a there's a cunning plan that we're we're not quite aware of yet that sees Colton either go to Andretti if he's successful or potentially McLaren. Well, we saw, you know, and to reinforce that, we saw Oscar Piatri visit Circuit of the Americas a couple of months ago here doing exactly that, driving uh, in an older F1 mm-hmm. car. There were FIA folks here watching over it and accounting for everything that had to be done, and that was in support of his super license points. Yeah, I remember when uh, Lance Stroll started out, he did the same. Um, he they, When he went around the world um, driving older Williamses, uh, to get up to speed because he didn't know a lot of the tracks. And so Coda was one of those. Um, and it certainly put him in good stead. By the way, he kept referring to TPC, TPC. That is testing of previous cars is what yes. that stands for. You can't test the current 2022 yeah. car. It's against the rules unless you do it for Friday practice. Right. There you go. And um, I I remember when um, uh, Pat Ward did the test for McLaren. What was it? I think it was at Abu Dhabi last year. Yes. And he came away with way more adjectives. I mean, he was like over the moon, uh, crazy and insane, I think were the words that he used when he talked about that. So well, you remember we spoke to him at Miami and um, yeah. you know, we were asking him about it and he was, yeah, it was full of how much he enjoyed it. Yeah. So, all right, gentlemen, I want to talk Andretti, global Andretti actually is what they call it. Yeah, that's right. And the Andretti Formula One effort, because there's been some some words spoken. And Jonathan, I'm going to let you start talking about this because you threw this in our show, Doc, and I was really excited to see the comments that came out, particularly what yeah. Michael said, but go ahead. Well, yeah, I've been wanting to kind of keep resurrecting this story because when we were in Miami, it was all frothing over and Michael was there and Mario was there and they were talking to Toto and talking to all the teams and talking to... Uh, Dominicali and they were revving up they paid their sort of deposit and they were ready to come in you know Andretti Global and so they were sort of it was almost like a a frat rush they were they were going around all the teams basically selling themselves Um, but it's all gone horribly quiet Um, and it's almost as though Formula One well the the headline of this article I put in there was uh, Michaels said that when he was in Formula One in 93 there was a sort of snobbish uh, European attitude towards Americans. And he said, it doesn't seem like that has changed. And that has led to some of the team managers to be a bit of nose out of joint on it, uh, including Gunter Steiner. Um, And I just, I I think they've met with a quite cold reception and they haven't been met with the open arms of let's get Mario and Michael into Formula One. Let's continue this this wave of, popular support that Formula One's getting from Drive to Survive, from Speed City, from ESPN, and so on. Um, instead, it, it was met with a lukewarm kind of, well, we'll see. Well, I think the, first of all, the things that, like like uh, Gunther Steiner said, something to the effect that, well, there's no re- reason to be brash and rude about it. And it's like, okay, look, have you have you ever been to America? We're, we're not going to sit quietly and just you know we're going to go both feet in on this but the thing that michael said that really struck me he said um he said that he said i'm trying to remind them that there's 350 million people in this country and that there yes there's been a spike in interest here with drive to survive but they shouldn't be content with what what they have because mm-hmm. we all know that the bright shiny thing that is drive to survive could go away. Jonathan, you and I have talked about it multiple times. It could wane and it could go away. Well, well, what Michael Andretti wants to bring is more than anything, and he knows it because he has said it as an, a, a true American team with a true American driver. That's another thing he said. He knows that an American team, yeah, we've got Hasif one, and there's lots of arguments about that. And that, you know, they've done some things that, that I haven't, haven't, lo- haven't loved, right? And he said, we're going to have an American driver on our roster, period. Flat right. out, Michael did. And, if to, not, so. and, and Jonathan, in our, in our pre-production call, that's exactly what you said. And I agree with you that having an American driver is probably more important than an American team. 
And yeah, I mean, in, yeah, in terms of the fanfare that yep. Drive to Survive has created, if you want to build on that, the only it, 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 it won't nudge the needle if Andretti Autosport get involved in Formula One, but if Kyle Kirkwood or if um, Colton Herter make it to Formula One, that will move the needle to the next step of interest by American fans. Yeah, we cannot sit here and count on the drive to survive. We, you need to do it now because, look, you, you're having um, uh, American sponsors just pour, you know, millions and millions, hundreds of millions of dollars into the sport right now because of these ratings that are driven by Drive to Survive on ESPN. We're seeing the massive television numbers now that uh, the, the rights that ESPN has, has gone from paying $5 million to $90 million for the television rights. But I think Michael's spot on. I think that this could this could fade, and we need to have – let's take advantage now. Let's get the drivers in. Let's get some American sponsors in. I mean, you could you could build so much around an Andretti team. He, he, he's not going if to – if he gets big American sponsor money, he's not going to worry about money. He's going to be able to, you know, partner with whatever engine supplier. I know it's been – Renault has been the discussion. But he could partner with whatever engine supplier if he's got enough money and – and I know we have the wouldn't, cost cap and all that, but yeah. But wouldn't you argue that America's already there with Oracle and Cisco and, you know, and so on and so forth? I mean, you know, Meta, uh, Dell, you know, these, these are these are big companies with big money. Oracle, uh, Red Bull, you know, there is a lot of American Salesforce. Money. Yeah. Yep. Zoom. CrowdStrike. No, no, I'm not arguing that they're not already there. I'm just saying that. Ah. A person. No, well, I'm saying to keep them there, just like we're going to. If if Drive to Survive, if it's no longer the one of the top shows on Netflix next year, let's say, those are, then that's going to drive probably the ratings down and the sponsors will go with it. But if you bring in, if you let Andretti in sooner than later, and can you know hook those American fans while you've got their attention, mm-hmm. um, yeah, you're bringing an American driver in. But also, let's face it, if you bring an American driver in to the Haas team and he never wins. We, Jonathan, you've said this. You said yeah. it. You brought it to my attention. I think more than I realized it. If if we've brought an American driver that brought into the sport and he's not winning, you know, mm. we're not going to catch the American attention. Well, so, and that's unfortunately what happened to Michael in his own career. He he was a, a yep. fantastic. Well, as you said, one of the most successful IndyCar drivers ever, um, right up there with his dad. Um, and yet he didn't do anything in Formula One and and, and had a a, a rather limp McLaren half a season um, and, and sort of faded away very quickly. So yeah, that would be disaster. Um, and so, yeah, what well, the worst thing to happen would be for, uh, you know, like, like with Rossi's career at Caterham, he never really stood a chance. Uh, and now he's proved what kind of a driver he can be in Indy, um, but he never got the chance in Formula One. And that's, that's the sort of delicate balance you're on is that whatever the American is that gets it. And by the way, let's not forget the other side of this, uh, the, the sort of, Sleeping giant, and that of course is Will Williams beat everybody to it by putting Logan in the in the car instead of I know. Uh, instead of Latifi. It's true. We're, we we cannot. I mean, look where what Logan Sargent has done in the last few weeks, last few yeah. races. I mean, it's been fantastic. And listen to his attitude. I mean, he's just oh, yeah. he's just really on it. I, I'm looking on uh, on the race.com, and I'm looking at some of the comments. And this is this comment is exactly what. Gunther was talking about this guy says Andretti being a loudmouth is certainly not doing himself any favors, spell the European way. Favor. And if you add the arrogance of coming out and saying stuff like this when you've never designed a race car, and that's just that's the way Americans are perceived right now. And I don't know how much of that is hurting him, but you can, if you're in if you're in decision maker in Formula One, and, and in this case, if you're Total Wolf and you're Christian Horner and any other of the team principals who have a vote in this situation. If you're Mm. letting that skew your opinion of this, you're being short-sighted because if Andretti brings um, the uh, Andretti name and the American audience and the American dollars with all of that, it is going to pay off for you, Toto and Christian and everyone else in Formula One. I'm convinced of that. And I think that if you, don't agree with that, then I think you are short-sighted. But gentlemen, we well, need to get our last break. And one more, you got one well, more point, Jonathan. Go ahead. Yeah, one more point. I mean, also, it's just uh, you know, it's sort of short-sighted by Formula One not to 
three Grand Prix in America next year. If you yeah. have the one American driver, then you can cash in on Vegas, on Miami, and in Austin. Um, and so, you know, that, that, that's a, just another point is that Liberty should be pushing this as well. Yep. All right. Well, let's get a uh, our last break in. And when we come back, uh, we got some more comments on YouTube. We'll, we'll address those. And we're going to talk about Mick Schumacher a little bit, too, and a little more. You're listening to Speed City. Back after this. Motivation USA, catering to the sport bike enthusiast looking for truly unique parts and accessories. Stand out from the crowd. Motivation is the exclusive North American distributor for SC Project MotoGP inspired exhausts and the largest Rizoma retailer in the United States. Get the best parts from around the world at the best prices with fast shipping and a knowledgeable staff ready to help. Shop online 24-7 at MotivationUSA.com. That's MotivationUSA.com. If you want to know where the path to Formula One and Indy begins, it's three simple letters, VRD. VRD Racing of Atlanta, Georgia are dedicated to nurturing young, single-seater drivers on their quest to the pinnacle of motorsport. Having just wrapped up the team's championship title in 2021 in the F4 US Championship, they also have programs in FR Americas, the all-new USF Juniors, and the road to Indy. VRD is the perfect environment for success. To join the team, drop them a DM on Instagram at Velocity underscore RD. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Hi, this is Jay Leno from jaylenosgarage.com, and you're listening to Speed City. Welcome back to the fastest hour in radio, Speed City. All right, I'm going to pick up where we left off because we have some really good comments on YouTube. Um, Mike M says, wise words. Been watching since the 90s, and these are mostly like fair weather, likely fair weather fans. And Andy P is with us today, and Andy P says... The American interest is here, but an American driver would serve as a galvanizing force amongst the fandom, which is something that a team doesn't necessarily do on its own. And he think he's yeah. agreeing with what we were saying. Yeah. And then Desto Man says it's frustrating how teams have an aversion to change. And they want everything at the, at the status quo. feel like they're afraid of Andretti making too big of a splash and upsetting the gravy train. I think that's, that's exactly yeah. the point. It's going to bring more gravy to that train. And yeah, uh, Mike M says, sound insane, but I'd like to see NASCAR and Indy merge to compete with F1 with a Champions League type of playoff versus F1. Okay, Mike, you're going out there, but hey, we'll um, hey, we'll go for the ride. <laughs> we'll go out there for you. Hey, and so here's the thing is that Concord agreement, you know, we talked about it a little bit on the F1 day race shows, was there can be, an, you know, per that agreement that all the teams had to agree to and they helped collaborate for it. There can be another two teams added. Mm -hmm. And the whole thing was around, well, they got to bring their money. Uh, Andretti's got the money. Yeah. And <laughs> honestly, I mean, it, you know, it might be boastful or short-sighted. I think they're afraid of what's going to happen when an Andretti team comes to grid. Yep. I... But, there's a lot of, <laughs> but there's a lot of question marks, though, as well, which is, you know, I mean how long before they're competitive? I mean, it goes to what we were just saying about, um, he's definitely going to bring American drivers in, but look how long it took Haas, um, you know, and is still taking Haas. Um, and, and despite the cost cap and so on, I mean, what, you know, what are they going to, you know, they've already announced that they're going to use Renault engines and they've got an engine deal. Um, that's great. But, you know, Renault aren't, you know, Alpine aren't, aren't winning everything at the moment. Um, Honda are. So, you know, how long before, how many years do you give it before that combination of Andretti, an American driver, and the right engine package becomes successful? Well, what's it matter? They still got to get the 107% to be on grid. They're not just going to get a handout because qualifying and being on grid is where you start getting to the point of actually taking something out of the pot. Oh, yeah, no, I don't mean that. I just mean that, you know, going back to what we've been saying all, 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 all 
program, which is, you know, Americans want to see success and they're not going to see it immediately with a brand new team. Sure. And I'm fine with that. And quite honestly, I mean, I get that Liberty wants that. The Americans want that. What does, you know, what does AMG Mercedes and Red Bull Certainly they want a bigger audience, but they want it come to them, not following an American driver and team. Webster Franklin said on uh, YouTube, I thought it was interesting. He said, F1 wants a manufacturer. So there's, I mean, all sorts of possibilities here. Um, I'm looking at the clock, guys, and a couple of things I definitely want to talk about. Um, there's some activity out at Coda. We yeah. had a bunch of Corvettes. Corvettes running around out there, weren't there less? That's Did you make right. it out? No, you went out Friday, didn't I you? I went out Friday night. We'll have to talk about Friday night. But yeah, Corvette Invasion was out there. Had a couple of friends out there. Uh, and that great event happens annually here in the area. And they have actually kind of transitioned out to Bastrop, the small community, a little bit east of the racetrack for the rest of their activities and things. But uh, today they went out and they did a parade lap and did some sightseeing and things of that. Uh, a parade lap. Oh, you've, you lost me at parade lap. Well, those New Balance shoes are. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Jorts. Does that involve a band? Jorts, New Balance shoes, gold chains. Sorry. Yeah, okay. I've, owned, I've owned at least. We pick on how our many Corvette Corvettes have I owned? So I, I can pick on them. All so. of them. <laughs> the coolest all. one though you had, yes, the ZR1. So anyway, uh, Friday night, our friends at Edge Attic put on. A fantastic event. What they did was host a thing that they called After Dark. And this was essentially a track day. After Dark, portable lights were put up around the track surface. And yes, they were full speed all the way out. You know, that was cool. 99 tenths. <clears throat> you know, it was all out there. And there was everything. And uh, the uh, great, you know. I our, saw the headline, Coda After Dark. And I was like, what is that? Is that? Some sort of a adult thing. See, maybe if we go back to Austria, we can try the same again, and no one would get done for track limits. <laughs> yeah. Oh, whatever. <laughs> I got to see uh, Will Hardman, one of our Texas friends, was out there with his new AMG, uh, getting it dialed in, and then uh, there was somebody out there with a uh, LMP car. That was cool, and mm. to see that run, and, and uh, Will said, "Yeah, finally somebody's going to pass me." Hey. Um, I wanted, we, we said we we're going to talk about Mick Schumacher and somebody commented on that on YouTube. And I, I definitely want to get this in because on, uh, on our Formula One show last week, we had Gunther on and you need to go back and listen to it. I think we've cut that out and are, and are going to probably put it up as a separate YouTube video. Um, but he said some really interesting things in there because he said, here's a couple of quotes. He said, uh, Haas can now march forward in the constructors championship. Now that both of his drivers are scoring points. He says, I'm very excited because if we can score with two drivers, we can march forward. But he says, uh, the last two races are very good for the team. Very good for Mick. He had strong, three strong results in a row. And, uh, he had some good fighting with Lewis Hamilton during that race. That was great. So good for the team. Uh, good for everybody. And, uh, what else did he say? He said, um, said I think in the five races before, he, we'd made a, a bunch of little mistakes or big mistakes, but or we were unlucky. But the Haas F1 team is definitely on the right track. And how long ago was it where we were talking about Mick Schumacher's possible exit of Formula One because he was doing so poorly? I mean, how many... How many cars did he crash when Guther was complaining about the, the, the dollars? Yeah. <laughs> we were all, yeah, we're, we're, we're all, all howling over it. Yeah. But the, that's Jonathan and his, his puppy. Anyway, um, the point is, is that we were worried that Mick Schumacher was even, not even going to be in Formula One. And now he's completely turned it around and yeah. is looking like he's going to be scoring points and, and he's got the swagger. He's got the comments. He's got the attitude. Everything. So, well, his his off team mentor has apparently been quite the influence too, and that's Sebastian Vettel, who whose off team mentor was Michael Schumacher. So, you know, pay, pass it forward, and here it continues. Yep. Hey, uh, the, the, my dog hears Schumacher and goes nuts. Yeah, yeah. he's a fan. There you go. <laughs> he's a big fan. Hey, the one guy. And there was don't a name. Don't say Santa because then he'll bark all night. There you go. Hey, there was uh, one name popped up this week that uh, we definitely have to say is Michael Massey. Yeah, that's right. He's yep. uh, 
Gardening duty is uh, taking place. He is uh, he has left and he is headed back to Australia. So change your uh, Christmas card list address. Well, he said the famous line: "He's going to go spend time with his family." So I, I you know, I don't know what to say about that. But he's, that was written on the door months ago. All right, gentlemen, we are out of time. But thanks everybody for tuning in tonight. Thanks for everybody tuning in on YouTube and Facebook. And of course, next Sunday we'll be back Sunday morning early for our Formula One show so check out our website speedcitybroadcast.com to find out all the times and details thanks everybody talk to you next week ciao y'all Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t